Welcome to the Trash Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Trash Talk Podcast. As always, I am one of your three hosts, since some people are sensitive in this group. Uh, <laughs> welcoming you to another beautiful, beautiful Sunday night. For you, it's probably Monday morning. Hang in there. Live for the weekend, all that cliche stuff. <clears throat> but we're getting right into it. We're going to kick it off with some alpha betas of the week. Uh, Jacob, I'll go ahead and hand it off to you. Why don't you go okay. ahead this hot and run it first off go ahead and um go to the kitchen beep and get a uh get something to get that frog out of your throat bro <laughs> are you okay sounds, sounds like you've been yelling all afternoon well <laughs> everyone knows that i do have the competitive oh, voice crackle <laughs> well it's because i'm such a competitor that I, my voice cracked um no i he re- <laughs> was coaching some seventh grade seven on seven and it was just unacceptable performance by them, by the, by the, the South Texas River Monster Swamp Monkeys, and it was just unacceptable oh, out there. So yeah, I had to let them know. No, um, I'm recovering from a cold. Everyone, chill out. It's not COVID. It's a cold. Oh, COVID. Oh wow. Hey, put your mask on while we're talking. But uh, okay. Yeah, the frog, the frog will get out of the mouth. Get out of my mouth. My alpha of the week is Russell Wilson's manager. And here's why. <laughs> Russell, this is what they this is what their statement oh, basically said. Oh, here we said. go. This is what their statement basically said. It said, hey, we don't want to trade, but if we were to trade, here are the teams we want to go to. <laughs> Which is in itself a beta move, but it's yes. an alpha move that he did it. We can get into it later. Uh, my beta of the week is the NBA. The NBA is getting way too soft. It is impossible to play defense. Fact. If you drive, if you drive in the paint and you literally shoot any shot with someone close by, they'll call a foul. And it's honestly ruining the game of basketball. Let the boys play. <laughs> Dude, that is a great take. Actually, I might even like add on to that. Dude, please do. It ruins the flow of the game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're watching the game and there's a foul call every two, you know, every minute, honestly. I don't think it's every two, three. I think it's every minute there's a foul call. And it's gotten to the point where, like, literally players are seeking out fouls. Like, they're not yes. even trying to play the game. They're trying to, like, <clears throat> draw a foul. You know, yeah. like, get you to jump up to try and block a shot and lean in and shoot. Like, that's yeah. stupid. It's play like half of – yeah, it's like half of James Harden, Harden's game. It's yeah, gross because they they basically encourage it and no one. Yeah, which like, I sorry, I was which just I saying, don't blame James because yeah, it's it like works. he's yeah, adapting to the game. It's yeah. on the referees. Yeah, yeah. It's and I think I mean the other thing that sucks about it too is like players are so used to getting those calls like every time to the point where if they don't get a a call that is clearly not a call, they'll like be super complaining about it if you watch lebron it's all he does is he just crying oh at the refs if you watch dude i know a lot of people love luca and you know what i'm a big luca guy too you hush awesome. your mouth before you finish this the man you flops. hush it right the now the man flops he flops dude, he well he does but i think he complains more than anyone dude i can't watch him play like a full game because i get too annoyed like he's always crying about something it, it like literally pisses me it, off. It breaks up like the flow. It's hard to get into an NBA game. I mean, 
it's like the whole thing of like it's hard for me to watch an NBA game before the fourth quarter just because you're just like none of it matters like it's gonna you know it comes down to like the last five minutes of every game pretty much because it's just the flow is terrible the last minute of an NBA game is the most excruciating minute all in all of sports because it's like oh my gosh 30 minutes it's foul foul timeout apparently if you call a timeout you can advance the ball like that makes sense and it's just <laughs> it's dude it's just it's not yeah it's not pretty at all it's I think the best way to describe the NBA, the NBA is just the best pickup players in the country. Like that's kind of what the NBA is turning <laughs> into. Like it's not, there's not a lot of like, and I don't want to like, this is kind of a boomer take, but the, the NBA just looks like pickup basketball. Like it's get to the hoop, like drive to the hoop. If you have an open layup, take it. If not, like kick it out for a three. And yeah. It's true. Really, yeah. Spread it Dude, out. The, it's gross. The, uh, the other thing I'll say about the NBA too is like, if you watch the NBA, even like, honestly, like it, it is in a way like a smart move by the NBA because they know what gets viewership is points. So they've kind of like decided to like call the games that way. They want more foul calls. So there's more points. They want more. Like, I think in 2002, they implemented the defensive three second rule which basically makes it so there's no help defense. Like, right. it's just one-on-one basketball. It's gross. You know? It's not fun it, to watch. Yeah. You watch a college basketball game, and then you flip it to an NBA game, and it's two totally different things. It's like one is, like, super competitive, tough defense. It's hard to score. The other one is, like, a pickup game, like you said, Reed. So, I agree. NBA, it's kind of lost my viewership in the past, like, three, four years. But I'm slowly getting back into it this year because um, I, I really like the, what the Suns are doing, to be honest. I'm a big it, Booker guy. Yeah, outside of, like, a couple te- – because, like, I think the other issue with the NBA is, like, it's kind of a foregone conclusion. Like, you know, the last four teams are probably going to be the Lakers, the Nets, like, maybe the Sixers. Personally, I think the Sixers. But, like, maybe the Heat oh, get – gosh. Maybe, like, maybe, like, the Heat get hot and they're one of the last – but, like, you know, it's probably going to be Lakers, Nets – probably going to be Bucks or Sixers, and then, like, out of the West. Don't uh, slip on the Mavs, baby. The Mavs are about to make a run this year. But, like, that that's the thing, though, is, like, there's no such thing as an upset in the NBA. Like, maybe the finals is an upset, but, like, you pretty much know how the whole season is going to play out. You need to change – they need to change the series, okay? I get it. Like, that helps the best team win if you play best to seven. But that's that's what's fun about sports is, like – you everyone's rooting for the underdog let the underdog have a chance yeah it's almost impossible to beat yeah so i say just playoffs and maybe one game one and done let the players play dude i say just let every team accept one from each conference so like if you really really suck you don't get in and then just do single elimination games the whole way. Dude, single elimination is the move. That's why March Madness is awesome is cuz if you have one down like game from your best player and you're Duke and your best player is like not, you know, having a great game, you'll you might lose. That's why it's impossible you know? to get a March Madness bracket 100% just cuz those upsets, dude, that that 15 seed every year that knocks Dude, off that too. Just, you live Landon Fink. Landon Fink, I know you're listening to this. In like fifth grade, had like a 99 percentile <laughs> uh bracket. Like was in the top of the top. Like it was almost perfect. It was insane. Dude, my sophomore year I had a 99 percent. I don't believe you. 
I'll show the, it to you. The best I ever did. I'll show it to the fans on Twitter. Okay, I got 100%. I'll show you my bracket uh, last year. The best I ever did was I went 16 for 16 on day one. And then Woo-hoo. then my the team I picked to win lost in the second round. The <laughs> I, Then I lost my whole Elite Eight. Like, it, it was just – I went 16 for 16 and then lost my whole Elite Eight. So, it was it was a tough year. I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I was like 20. <laughs> that was that was actually last year, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, B, give us your alpha beta. Yeah, my alpha is uh, Tiger Woods. Um, for those of you that don't know, Tiger Woods had a really, really bad car accident. Um, broke both of his legs and shattered an ankle. And I think there's still, like, some other stuff coming out of there injury-wise. But um, obviously he's Tiger Woods and we're just like the, we're just happy that he's alive and that his kids are going to continue to have a father. Cause it was very scary there for a second, just a brief second. Um, yeah. But it was really cool today. Um, a bunch of PGA players today wore black and red today to kind of pay tribute to him. And so, I mean, very rare that you see one guy transcend a game like that. I mean, they're top, the top of the top, professional golfers in the country were all wearing black and red so total total alpha obviously he is and it's just really cool to see that so kind of alpha is the pga i'll give the pga being an alpha for respecting the goat like that and then my beta kind of goes along with jacob it's super teams in the nba (laughs) and they're for what i said earlier they're foregone conclusions like i know all the super teams are gonna be there at the end and so that's lame blow those things up Get the super teams out. Yeah, quit being your buddies. Like, my beta really is buddies in the NBA. Like, quit having (laughs) friends actually hate each other, throw an elbow. We need more guys like Joakim Noah in the league that just don't like people. Dude, throw back to that KG Kobe Bryant era, dude. Those guys hated each other. Yes, dude. Rondo and Derrick Rose hated each other, dude. Dude, oh my yeah, gosh. Paul Pierce, like doing the wheelchair crap. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, they dude. yeah they disliked each other, and it was a really really like now you're just watching like buddies play pickup. Like just go to a local church, and it's just less good NBA. That's all. <laughs> go to your local church league. <laughs> but that's my alpha and beta. Um, Paul, I'll kick it to you. Alpha beta. Okay. Uh. First of all, what's up to my thousands and thousands of fans out there uh, who were just just absolutely amped to hear my Alpha and Beta of the Week. Okay. Uh, my Alpha of the Week, Max Holloway. Uh, for those of you who listen and are UFC fans, you know who I'm referring to. Uh, he was the featherweight champ for, uh, for a long time and moved up to uh, lightweight and had a bad loss uh, to Dustin Poirier and then came down, had a couple of bad losses to Volkanovski that could have gone either way. But recently he fought this guy named uh, Calvin Qatar. And dude, I it happened like probably a month ago, but I watched uh, the UFC put it up on YouTube, like the full length uh, fight. They usually do that to for people who didn't buy the pay-per-view. And I watched it, and dude, 
Max Holloway was on fire. He was like, <laughs> so basically, for those who don't watch UFC right now, since it's co- because of COVID, they're they're having this fight island where no fans are there. I think of the McGregor fight, there were some fans, but no fans for the most part. Kind of lame. Kind of lame. You like you like to hear the fans, yeah. but anyway, you can basically hear the announcers talking when you're fighting. Like all the fighters have said that, like they can hear what Daniel Cormier or Joe Rogan are saying during the fight. And so, dude, round five, Max Holloway is just beating up this dude, okay? he's He is destroying him. And he's literally talking to the announcer as he's fighting and slipping punches at the same time. If you haven't seen it, guys, and you're listening to this episode, look up Max Holloway versus Calvin uh, Qatar. It's amazing. He's just chirping at the announcers and slipping punches and returning. Uh, oh my can, I, can I get in on this real quick? Um, yes. For those of you that also watch the boxing match, Canelo absolutely sleeping. That guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, similar. Oh, I don't know his name either. Yeah. Dude, did if you haven't seen this, go YouTube the Canelo highlights because I mean, he absolutely slept this guy. <laughs> so just he's a savage. In that similar vein. Sorry to cut you off. Keep going. Dude, no, you're good. Um, wasn't going to add to that. Oh, and then he he went on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast uh, the other day. Uh, it's like their newest episode. And he basically said that he didn't spar one time for in preparation for that fight. Like, he literally didn't practice. And he oh. was just... He was just so cold and so good at slipping and ripping. He didn't even have to practice it. And Calvin Guitar is like top five fighter in the division. Yeah. So that's my alpha, Max Holloway. Uh, bait of the week, uh, Russell Wilson. Get out of here. And here's why. Get out of here. And here's why. Uh, who have you ever heard basically half trade request? Like, he literally did a .5 trade request. He said, trade me if it's the Bears, Saints, Cowboys, or Raiders. But if not, like, I'm good with staying. That is it's so trade beta. Clause, bro. That it's, is so it's a beta. Trade clause, bro. It's very beta. Like, it's, it's a so, beta move. So, you're either in so, or you're out, baby. Yes, dude. Yeah, I'm just so passive-aggressive. Like, like, the waiter being like, is it did all your food come out okay and then you're like well i actually ordered this but like it's fine like i'll eat this but like if you could get me the thing i ordered that would also be cool but like i'll also eat this like do you want to eat what is on your plate or do you want something else like just like poop or get off the pot you know okay in other it's like it's like hey i didn't get my hamburger so make sure i get another hamburger don't give me a salmon or something i don't know something bad like he wants to go to a good team salmon and if he went to the bears the bears would be a super bowl contender next year i agree i want i mean i would love for him to come to the bears but i would like him to be alpha about it and just say i want out of seattle i want to go to the bear which now the bears is there any so the teams he mentioned saints um cowboys raiders bears yeah saints cowboys raiders bears um, what team like should move heaven and earth to get him, and who do y'all think shouldn't? Okay, uh, I don't think the Cowboys should because they should sign Dak, and I, I, I'm in agreement with Jacob about this. I 
you know, obviously Joey went on our Instagram account and made a meme about me not, you know, <laughs> I don't know, just that I'm totally ignorant to uh, Dak Prescott's elite stats. But I do agree. I think uh, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback and he's a top seven. Give him the money. I think you would have to give up way more to get Russell Wilson. You would have to give away first round draft picks. You would have to give away maybe like a Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know, like a really good player too. <clears throat> so I would say sign Dak. The team that needs him the most is the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Here's my pitch for the Bears. Because they've never the- had a franchise quarterback. And as, as Reed said this week, they've never had a passer over 4,000 yards. Yeah, for those ever. of you that didn't know, the Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer. Ever. <laughs> they've been around yeah. since, like, they were calling Super Bowls championships. And they've never <laughs> had a 4,000-yard passer. Okay, here's my reasoning why the Bears should go for it. is because too many GMs, too many people are like, well, we don't want to sell everyone away. We don't want to sell away all of our draft picks for the next 20 years and be screwed. I say screw that. I say put all your marbles in. They haven't won a Super Bowl, neither have the Cowboys or the Raiders or I guess the Saints have won recently. Yeah. But those three teams haven't won a Super Bowl in decades probably. Like why would you not put all your marbles in for the next two years? Say, hey, you can have all of our draft picks for the next Six, seven years, just give us Russ. Let us keep our defense. Let Russ cook. Our defense will be fine. They'll win a championship. That's what the Bears need to do. Okay, and here's my thoughts, and I agree with you, Jacob. As a Bears fan, as being self-proclaimed the number one Bears fan in the world, uh, (laughs) basically my take on the Bears is when the Bears are bad and they're, they're really bad, you know, like there is no like, man, we're like six and six and, you know, 10, but we've beaten some good teams along the way. Injuries happen. No, we're horrible when we're bad. And it's because that means our defense is bad and we never have a quarterback. When we're good, we have a really good team, but we still don't have a quarterback and it's not enough to win a playoff game. So here's my here's my logic with this. Why don't we just go all in and get our first ever franchise quarterback in our franchise's history? And I don't care for bad. Let's be bad, but let's be bad with a franchise quarterback for once. Because well, we've never know. we've never decided to do that. Let's just be bad with a franchise quarterback and then build around him. Like like you said, Jacob, build around him. No, and but that's the thing. Russ is 32 years old. He's, he's gonna he's be a good quarterback till he's you said what? He's 32. He's 32 years old. He's going to be a good quarterback at least till 37. Aaron Rodgers is 37 this year, and he's still balling. I think Russ will be able to do the same thing. Brady's 65. Yeah, no, no, no. He's 64. 64. (laughs) Um, I say the Bears sign Russ to a a six-year max deal, bigger than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I said it. They give the Seahawks – literally every first round draft pick for the next six years. Oh my and they, gosh. And the bears keep their exact defense and they've got Allen Robinson. Their line is okay. Right, Paul. I'm, uh, I'm, it was I'm, really bad last year, but it started to get okay. better at the end of the year, but they could the, draft. They could draft. The thing about players. the thing about Russ is he wants an O line. That's why he wants out of Seattle. Cause he's, he said he's sick and tired of getting hit. He said he spends over millions of dollars a year on his body. To keep it healthy, 
Um, yeah, I could, tell him, I could tell him right now it wouldn't be getting better in Chicago. That's for sure. That's why I think the Cowboys. Yeah, actually, the never Cowboys mind. The, I actually think the Cowboys are the best fit for him because of the line and the actually looking at what it would cost to sign Dak, taking on Russell Wilson's contract, it'd be cheaper for the Cowboys to pick up Russell Wilson rather than signing Dak. So that's why I don't think – I think the Cowboys should just keep Dak because they already have a great quarterback, and so it won't do that much – like, it won't change that much. But I think it's a good fit for Russ. He's got a good old line. That's what he wants. He's got a great receiving core. Uh, but I just don't see – I think the Raiders – the Raiders have a really good right tackle, which is good, but a right tackle and a center, I think, are their all-star line linemen. But the Raiders aren't nearly as good as the Cowboys or Saints. So I think he should go Cowboys or Saints. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I think you make some good points. But, yeah, I think, I think in terms of fit, Cowboys are the best, like you said, because when healthy, they have a very good O-line good running backs, and very good receivers. I just feel like if you're Russell Wilson and you want to have a longer career and a more successful career, then Cowboys is the move. I just don't know if the Cowboys, as an organization, should do that. Okay, let if me ask you sense. this. From a, from a well, fan standpoint, from a fan standpoint, would you rather win the Super Bowl in the next two years and then for the next eight years make the playoffs once? Or for the next eight years, make the playoffs five times, but never win the Super Bowl. It'd win the Super Bowl every time. You want the Super Bowl. You so go the- all in for the next two years if you've got the team. That's what the Cowboys need to do. They're inches away from winning a Super Bowl. Just just fix the cornerbacks. Fix. It's really just the cornerbacks. But now, once that's- I, I think the thing – so there's a report I just looked up, SB Nation um, – I'm not sure who it was, but the Cowboys came out and said that they thought an idea of trading Dak for Russell Wilson was laughable. So sounds like the Cowboys aren't. Now the Cowboys could just be kind of keeping this thing close, like trying to keep Dak happy. But like it seems like the Cowboys aren't going to be interested in Russell Wilson, which for the Cowboys, you are in a interesting predicament because I think Dak is really, really, really good. He's also 27. Um mm. Uh, so if you can sign Dak, it's kind of up to like, does Dak want to be the highest paid QB in the NFL or does he want to go to a Super Bowl? Because no time where so no time when a quarterback has accounted for more than 20 percent of a team's salary cap has that team won the Super Bowl. It's never oh, that's happened. a fire D's data sheets of the week right there. That's it's, fire. That's fire. Never happened. So when you are the highest paid quarterback, you just you don't win the Super Bowl because you can't get an offensive line and you can't get pieces like the pieces that you need. And so that makes me worried for the Cowboys because if you take on that Russell Wilson, that Russell Wilson contract, the Cowboys still are going to struggle to get all those pieces they need. Whereas if if you can sign Dak for a reasonable amount of money, like if Dak is going to be a team guy and be like, Hey, I'll take for this much. Then I, th- then I think you sign Dak, get those pieces. Like a, a Dallas Cowboys team with Dak Prescott and pieces is better than the Cowboys team sits right now with Russell Wilson. So I think if you can sign Dak, if they feel like they can sign Dak for the right amount of money, then do go all in on Dak. And I think the, um, 
I think it has to be the Bears that make that move because you already have a defense at least locked up for next year and you have some good pieces. And David Montgomery kind of emerged to being a nice little running back. Mm-hmm. So you have things you can do there. And, I mean, that's that's kind of like the Bears are, I think, to me, they're a little bit more complete of a team than the Cowboys just by a little bit just because that defense is so good. Um, where if they go out and get Russ – and it, they're the team for me that is close to a Super Bowl, is closer to a Super Bowl with Russ than anyone else. Obviously, the Saints are different, but I doubt that the Saints make a move. Yeah, I was actually going to mention the Saints because, like you just said, I don't, I don't personally think the Saints will make a move. But if I'm going to pick any one team where Russ would elevate that team to Super Bowl emergence – immediately it would be the saints because you know they do have a great o-line just like the cowboys they have michael thomas who's an extremely talented receiver uh jared cook's a nice tight end alvin kamara's maybe the best running back in football top three at least uh and that defense was number one last year saints is saints had the number one d or actually sorry number two defense after the rams uh, but Russ isn't Russ isn't a, a Louisiana boy. He's not a Louisiana Bayou boy. Yeah. No. I just I just I don't think it'll happen. I'm just saying that if he's if any team would benefit the most from Russell Wilson joining their squad, it would be the Saints. Arguably. But that's just me. Yeah, but I think back to your beep. Back back to your beep. Back to your point beep. I think Russell Wilson's contract is gonna is gonna be cheaper because he it looks like um, he's got like basically Dak rejected a hundred and ten million dollar contract for five years, which is like if he rejected that, he wants a little bit more, and uh, that's just gonna be it's gonna be a lot. I think we should pay him a lot but I think it's going to end up being cheaper to take Russ or the same price. So let me ask you guys this Russ being 32 Dak being 27. Who do you want for the next three years on your team? If they cost the same, if they cost the exact same. The next three. Yeah. Next three. And they cost the exact same. I would go Russell Wilson. I would go Russell Wilson too. Yeah. I do have an interesting, an interesting stat. I just looked up. So kind of talking about that, the cap hits, right? The salary cap stuff. So these are the highest cap hits from 2014 to 2019. So going from 2014 up. So Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford. A lot of great quarterbacks on that list. None of them won a Super Bowl during that time. None of those quarterbacks won a Super Bowl. A few of them didn't, you know, um, Phillip Rivers didn't get past the first round. Um, Joe Flacco at that point, I don't know that he. Philip Rivers has never made it past the first round during this during fourteen to nineteen, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Oh. Um, Matt Stafford only had one playoff appearance. Um, ben Roethlisberger has struggled in the playoffs since then. Um, Eli Manning not even in the league anymore. Matt Ryan, <laughs> of course, he had his. You know, he was probably the closest guy on the list to winning Super Bowl, but yeah, expensive quarterbacks do not translate to Super Bowls and they don't necessarily get you close sometimes they do but for the most part they don't 
So if you can get a cheaper, productive quarterback, which we know Dak is productive. So if you can get him for cheaper, I think it's worth it for the Cowboys to keep him. But yeah, I I think uh, going back to Eli Manning, yeah, yeah maybe brutal. he hasn't had a lot of success yeah, in the brutal, first four or five yeah. years, but he's on a lazy river, eating from a charcuterie yeah. board, and <laughs> just and basically guys. just DMing Patrick Mahomes and saying, "Hey, boy, you ain't me. You can't beat Tom, yeah. boy." <laughs> he is like the uncle that is that was in his prime, but is obviously not as good as the ones in their prime right now. And he's like giving them pointers, and it's just kind of just not helpful at all. It's just obvious stuff. It's like, hey, make sure you don't, you know, throw into double coverage. And you're like, thanks, Uncle. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you don't throw into double coverage. <laughs> okay, guys, I've got I've I've got a good question for you guys. Um, so I came across this shout outs. Actually, never mind. The, no free shout outs. No free uh, won't. I would say who posted this on the gram, but I won't because no free shout outs, but don't, 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 don't say their name. I won't. Great topic of discussion. Which QB are you recruiting for your college between Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Vince Young, Tim Tebow, and Joe Burrow? Tim Tebow. Easy. Uh, Vince Young. Easy. Okay, let's hear. I get, them in, I get them in their prime. Yeah, you get. You're basically recruiting them. They're, they're, they're. The year they play for you is their peak prime, and who's gonna get you that? Who's gonna get you to that national championship and win it for you out of those guys? Oh, Vince Young. Easy. Okay, tell us why you like – tell us a little bit about Vincent's game, why you like him. Yeah, tell us why no. you pick him before you pick Joe Burrow. Um, so Joe are y'all, Burrow. Are you all familiar with what's considered the greatest college football game of all time, Texas versus USC? Where... Yeah, for all Texas fans, that is the greatest college football game. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's See, well, Rick, where are you reading this from, uh, Austin's, Austin's news article? <laughs> No, dude, every, that's the greatest. Is this a Matt McConaughey article? Look, I get, I get that y'all, like, we're young and y'all don't really appreciate college football as much as I do. I get that. But, I mean, that Texas team and that USC team were both so good that year. Go back and watch a documentary on the game. Everyone thinks it's the best college football game of all time. It was incredible. Going for the corner, he's got it. Vince Young taking that game over. They were coming from behind. But to that point, Vince Young in college, um, his junior year, so his last year, he completed 65% of his passes, threw for 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, and ran for 1,050 yards and 12 touchdowns. He rushed for 3,000 yards and threw for 6,000 yards in his career at Texas. And then, of course, won the national championship his junior year, won the Sugar Bowl his sophomore year. Um, so absolutely balled out for Texas. And just like an all-around ice-cold guy. Like I get that Tim Tebow won more national championships, but uh, also yeah. he can't – Tim Tebow also can't throw the football. Um, not true. That is true. That is, that is true. not true. Um, so it's, it's clearly Vince Young. I mean, just 
go back and watch what the guy did in college. He was smooth with it. He was an H-Town boy. All right. So back, you know, after they won the national championship, he's sitting in the back of the locker room and he's just chanting Mike Jones songs and everyone's chanting them with him. Absolute, absolute just. And that's and that's what oh, makes you God. the greatest college football player of all time is quoting Mike Jones songs. It helps. Um, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, obviously, I'm taking Vince Young. I get the argument. I mean, if you're taking Baker Mayfield over any of the other guys on that list, <laughs> um, I I get the argument for Cam Newton. I get the argument for Tim Tebow. I get the argument for Joe Burrow. But it's Vince Young, baby. He got to dance with the one that brung you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you this. Hey, how many touchdowns did Vince Young throw in his best season? I have a question, Beat. He threw threw 26 and ran for 12. Oh, okay. That's cute. Uh, Joe (laughs) Burrow last season had 60 passing touchdowns. 60. And how many many interceptions? Six. That is a six to one ratio. Totally different. <laughs> That's Dude, totally <laughs> different game. That was a totally different type of style of game that was played. Yeah, but still, dude, that is so much better. And dude. second of all, he absolutely tore up college football last year. It wasn't a close game in the national championship game. Here, okay. Vince Young had to grind to get that win against USC. What did Joe Burrow do? He just absolutely destroyed Trevor Lawrence and said, I'm the alpha male of college football. Here's, and Andy's a good pro quarterback, unlike here's, Vince Young. Here's my, that is true. Well, we don't know that yet. But here's my thing with uh, Vince Young was rookie of the year and a pro bowler his rookie season. And he set the record for most rushing TDs by a rookie in the NFL. So we don't. Well, what happened after that rookie year? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he had, a, he, had a few, he had a few good years. But, yeah, then he didn't do so hot. But – um started doing cocaine here's my thing with joe burrow it's like (laughs) joe burrow is a great quarterback and i do think he's a special talent in the nfl like i think he's gonna be really good um joe burrow just didn't have it like vince young like he's a great quarterback like he was a great thrower of the football and like that was it vince young was so dynamic you need a did you watch joe burrow he made some plays of course of course i did but I also watched Vince Young, and I watched that dude started as a true freshman for the University of Texas, and this is in 03, so this is Texas is like the a dominant program back then. He started as a true. He was, a, he was actually he was actually a redshirt freshman. Dude. True freshman. He's a true. Freshman. <laughs> I've got an article in front of me right now that says he was a redshirt freshman. I've Did, got. Hang on. This on. is awkward. This did, is extremely did, did awkward. You, says, did, Joe, did Joey just email you that link? Did he fact check? Joey just emailed the link, and it says, he definitely was a dominant quarterback. After splitting time as a redshirt freshman in 2003, Young led Texas to the Rose Bowl with an 11-1 record. So that's still impressive. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but, but – um, You just can't trust anything Beep says is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Chris Simpson, he's him split time, and then he took over and – dominated um but here's my okay thing. here's my thing with the argument between him joe burrow couldn't start in ohio state transferred away mm. got got rocked in that game against ucf came back and won it to his credit but like i didn't know he couldn't start at ohio state 
Yeah, he transferred out from Ohio State because he couldn't win that job. And um, so, like, he was, like, a transfer transfer portal guy. You know, Vince Young just kind of took that program over all three years and was not taking no for an answer. Put some respect on Vince Young's name. How dare you? I've got respect for him, but here's the thing. Did he ever win the Heisman? No, he lost to Reggie Bush. Yeah, so – Okay, so he lost the Heisman. Okay. Um, how many total TDs did he have? 81. Now let's look at Tim Tebow. Total TDs, 145 Ooh. compared to 81. Um, did Tim and, Tebow and, win a Heisman? And, and he won a Heisman. I was just Tim Tebow that. won two Heisman. So if we're going yeah. by, uh, so we're going by Heisman's, then Tim Tebow should be it. We should I got Heisman it. winner 2007. He was third in 2008. And fifth in 2009. The man was every year in, two, in two the conversation. Two national championships, one Heisman. Yeah, two national championships. He was 6'3, 245 pounds throwing that rock. Okay. <laughs> maybe he wasn't, yeah, maybe he didn't have the exact best arm, but guess what? He got the job done. And exactly my conversation for Kobe is my argument for Tim Tebow. Which of those quarterbacks have a play called after him and a celebration after him? The Tebow is a the celebration. The Tebow Neal. The Tebow Neal, but also the Tebow play where you catch the snap, you run two yards uh, in the goal line, and then you jump up and throw it. Y'all know the Tebow play. Yeah, the jump pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the jump pass. Um, Tebow might be the all-time greatest quarterback ever in my, in my book and also in ESPN's book. So, okay, I uh, also had one more year. He played. He stayed all four years. Vince Young left after his third year. It's like total okay, but total touchdowns and all that. Don't read. But if yeah, yeah if true, I'm but... if I'm grading these quarterbacks based on spiritual maturity and just leadership, <laughs> wait, I'm picking no, Tim Tebow. No, okay, <laughs> let me tell you that just straight up. Well, if I'm and you know what, maybe he has the best resume out of all of them, and I think you have a point. I do think I'm he has the best resume. No, I he do has think the best resume, but the most dominant, the most dominant single season I've ever witnessed was Joe Burrow last season. And it wasn't a fluke. He's playing well in, in the NFL. I personally would take Joe Burrow. Yeah, but Joe Burrow wasn't the most dominant player the other two years. The year he left Ohio State, and then the year that he won oh. nine games because he wasn't oh. given he wasn't given so, a shot. That's why. So, so, I mean, like if we're going by most dominant, I mean Tebow was dominant. <laughs> yeah, come to my side, Beef. Yeah, Beef on Tebow. And Young was dominant longer than Burrow was, also. So. We're going by who's the most dominant. It's kind of between Young and Tebow, and there's really no one else close. Okay, but my my thing is when in the context of the question at you know that that we're oh, faced with, it, it's it's what? Yeah, for your question, who you're recruiting? I want Tim Tebow because he was great his whole career. I want Vince Young because he was great his whole career. Okay. okay. I mean, um, I, I guess, I guess those are. Yeah. Now you. I'm don't just saying the most dominant single recruit. season I've ever seen is Joe Burrow, and you don't I don't want to recruit. You don't want to recruit Joe Burrow because he might transfer. So you don't want to <laughs> recruit that guy because that would suck. And you don't want to recruit Baker Mayfield because he's going to be grabbing his crotch on the sideline. Exactly. <laughs> Our guys never transferred. They they stayed it out with the school that they went. Yeah. To. Tim Tebow started over Cam Newton. Um. 
He played with Aaron Hernandez. Uh, and he <laughs> what was that supposed, the What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> just, I'm just saying, like, he's a true leader. Like, he played he with a murderer? Lead, he was able to lead all types of personalities. That's oh, who I okay. wanted to huddle. Yeah. Whereas I Vince agree. Young is... Vince Young's kind of a hey, I'm gonna do this myself. Let me just no, let me just Vince run Young the ball. Great, Vince Young was a great leader on that team. He was the leader of that team. Dude, I uh have y'all ever seen there's like I saw this video on Instagram and it was kind of like a Instagram reel, but basically it was like it had like three pictures up and it was like Aaron Hernandez, Janoris Jenkins, and Cam Newton. And it was like the first picture was Aaron Hernandez and it just listed like, you know convicted of murdering you know two three people whatever it is and then it's a janoris jenkins it was like a dead body was found in his like apartment when he was at florida and then the the other one was cam newton who got in trouble for stealing a a a computer in college and then it lists and then it had a picture of tim tebow and it was like these four players were all (laughs) in florida at the same time and percy harvin was there too can't forget about Old oh yeah, Arvin. He kind of had some legal troubles, also. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, no, those Florida teams. They need to make a thirty for thirty on those Florida teams. They need to. That okay. was a while. You, you're not allowed to choose your quarterback. That you just said choose another quarterback. The second option. Yeah, your second option. Uh, that's tough. I. See, here's the thing with Tim Tebow. I, I like Tim Tebow, but he's a he's a college quarterback of the past. You know, like if I'm recruiting one for this year, you want a dynamic you know, guy run and throw like maybe maybe, maybe I would maybe I would go Vince Young. Honestly, I could, <laughs> but I also might go with Baker maybe uh, because he's got that sw- he's got that swagger, dude. And nothing Bro, Vince Young Baker. has that swagger. Vince Young had. He that does. Story. He still does. He does. He's a little chubby. Okay, I might go. I, I might go Vince Young, but dude, people sleep on Baker. Like I know. I am on a national. I am asleep on Baker. I'm a Baker know- guy. I'm a fan of Baker, but not when you're talking about college. Vince Young versus Tebow. That's true. I mean, I would never choose Baker over uh, Vince Young, but Baker had an extremely dominant three years. Like he was very, very good for three years, won a Heisman, and if it wasn't for a bottom ten defense in college football, he probably beats Georgia and goes to the national championship game. Yeah, at least goes so, to one, if not wins one. Yeah, at least goes to one. That's a good point. So, but yeah, Vince Young would be my number two pick probably. Okay, Yoki. I'm saying get all these guys out the door, and I'm picking Cullen Moore. Okay. Boys, if you want to win nine, (laughs) miss me with this. Pick Kellen Moore Moore goes undefeated. You want to throw some dirt on Oklahoma? Kellen Moore went in there, little Statue of Liberty action. Talk about put an upper decker in someone else's locker room. That was Kellen Moore in that Statue of Liberty, giving it to his running back. Running back proposes to his girlfriend after he scores the game winning touchdown. That might have been the craziest college football game I've ever watched. No, but. Specifically for our question, I'm going to go um, – I'll go out of you twos just to say who I want out of out of y'alls. I want Vince Young. Yes. Let's go, baby. I love Joe, I, I love Joe Burrow, but I'll be honest, I didn't watch him enough. He's got, he's got the numbers. So that's but, your fault. 
that is my fault. Okay. I know he beat Trevor Lawrence. Like I think I think his accomplishments are great, but I watched Vince Young play and that was exciting. I want here's my thing as a coach. Well, I guess Joe Burrow was like known as a as a playmaker. So that kind of throw okay, forget it. I'm going Joe Burrow. I don't yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, okay. He left. He transferred out because he couldn't start. No. No chance. Hey, boys. Are we sleeping on Cam Newton a little bit here? We are. Because uh, here's the I, thing. Cam I Newton was, only played one season. Cam I was, Newton only I was played annoyed. one season at Auburn and led them to the championship and won and had uh, a killer year of – Dude, he won touchdowns. Absolutely dominated. And when he went to the national championship game, he dominated Oregon. He did dominate. Like, he he did absolutely dominated football. every team he played against, pretty much. Bro, yes, so bro, saying bro. the second coming of Vince Young. He <laughs> might be a better that, version he's of better than Vince Young. Young. No, yeah. not, not in college. Before the, no. yeah, before in the college. game, I will never forget this statistic. Before that game, there's a statistic that popped up. It said Cam Newton weighs 50 pounds more than the heaviest linebacker uh, for Oregon. That's tough. And I was like, oh, my gosh. If your quarterback's weighing 50 more pounds than your heaviest linebacker, you're in for, for a big game. <laughs> and that's not the running back. That's their quarterback. <laughs> that's their quarterback. <laughs> I was going to take Tim Tebow as my second, but since Jacob disrespected me, I'll take Cam. Hey, don't make it on me. Don't make it about me. Make it about the quarterbacks. Um, make it about the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tim Tebow probably has the best college resume out of anyone ever. So he's always going to be up there for like greatest college fo- football players of all time. Um, so yeah, I probably would take Tebow with my second if I had to pick somebody. I would take Tebow. Okay, boys. Or yeah, go? Go, go ahead, Jacob. I said, boys, go ahead and put your swimsuits on. Hop in that pool because I'm coming in with a steaming hot take, okay? Tight ends are more val- are going to be the second most valuable position in the NFL in five years. Uh, no, but keep going. <laughs> Tell me the second most valuable position on a team. Uh, it's very difficult. Obviously, quarterback. quarterback. Um, it's probably, <clears throat> dude. It might be a tackle. Yeah, I feel like it's dude. A get out of here! Bro. Like I'm not kidding. About a tackle. I feel, I'm I feel not like kidding. It's the blindside <laughs> tackle. I think it's the blindside tackle. Oh my gosh! Okay, so y'all both both watch Blindside. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Great story. You you remember the beginning of that movie when they talk about the second most paid player? Awesome. Now give me your real – if you're drafting a team, say you're Madden team, okay, you're making a Madden franchise, you're not drafting a tackle second. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. No, I I'm, am. Well, I'm drafting a quarterback, and then I'm drafting Devin Hester and putting him at my wife. <laughs> and then just running go routes with him the whole time. <laughs> oh, I'm dude. locking you up, by the way. <laughs> Devin okay. Hester, it'd I... run by you. On a side note, can I just ask you guys a quick question? Who do you want as your return man with one second left? They're punting the ball. Devin Hester or Deshaun Jackson? I'm going Devin, Devin Hester. Hester, dude. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. Greatest to ever do it. Devin I Hester. want Deshaun Jackson, bro. Dude, Devin Hester took the opening kickoff of a Super Bowl back for a touchdown. Like, there's nothing colder. Dude, the year the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 2006, we ate 
Everyone talks about the defense. It was amazing. Awesome. Offense was horrible. Rex Grossman at the helm. Dude, give me a Bro, break. Rex? Absolutely terrible. Dude, and who awful. carried who carried our, our offense? It wasn't our offense. It was the <laughs> kick returner. I think Devin Hester had about six or seven that year. Okay, he was the most dominant kick returner, punt returner to ever do it. Don't ever question. Do you not, <laughs> do you not remember Deshaun Jackson? Dude, Devin – to the house – Devin Hester had the, has the most punt return touchdowns ever at 14, and he's four better than the second closest. Yes, dude. So, That's dominant. There's no debate. Okay. okay, no debate. Let's go back to the tight end talk, okay? Here's the thing about tight ends. They're a growing breed. When you think about a defense and you think about Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the league, who is he guarding? Your, your best wide receiver. Now, who's guarding Travis Kelsey? Linebackers. Yeah. Levante yeah, David. And Levante David shuts and him he, down. And he locked him up. I will say he locked him up. But your tight end is going to be their most valuable player because his matchup is the best matchup you'll have. And that's why I think Darren Waller, it's close this year. I think Travis Kelsey broke records this year. I You could say Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. But I think Darren Waller, will become the clearer, better tight end next year. Darren Waller doesn't have as many weapons around him. If he had Tyreek Hill and had every safety sprinting back as far as they do as soon as as the offense is hut because of Tyreek Hill, he would be open every play. Defense key off Darren Waller, and he's still making plays like crazy. And I think Darren Waller is the key to the Raiders going to the playoffs. They're not going to win a Super Bowl, but they will go to the playoffs with them. And – Tight ends, they can block. I think they're good. I think uh, uh, I think his name's Pittman. He's coming out of Florida. He's their tight end. He's supposed to be uh, top ten this year. It's I think it's Pitts. Oh, Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts. He's he's six six two forty. That man can block anyone, and his route running ability is insane. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna be a huge playmaker, and I guarantee whatever team he's on is gonna be a contender the next two or three years. Yeah, I, I mean, I low-key agree with what you're saying The, the when you explained it. I mean, it's definitely true. Like, you can have the best receiver in the league. Like, you know, you could have somebody like DK Metcalf on your team, but if he's going against Jalen Ramsey, how many targets is he really going to get? Because yeah, he can't really go to him. So, and then you, you actually might – your game might actually fall off a little bit because you're trying to force it to one of your best players. So, like you're saying, I, I, I do think – I agree. I don't know if I would say it's the second most important because I think the your offense literally can't do a single thing. Get out of here with that line. blindside talk, bro. No, you can't do anything without an offensive line. I know with the Bears situation, okay? We had offensive weapons. Weapons don't – help the line. It does. I still does. stand by – I think the blindside tackle is the, most, the second most important position in football. However, when you do have a freak of nature tight end – it creates matchup problems for you. I mean, freak of nature tight ends. I mean, those teams go into the. I mean, they go into the playoffs and they make problems. I mean, if you look at, I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey, Gronk, and issues. and yeah, who's on the other team, Gronk? Yeah, Gronk, who's kind of a little bit of a shell of himself. I mean, when they're winning Super Bowls, he was causing matchup problems. And yeah, this Kyle Pitts kid, total freak. So, George Kittle, he, George Kittle last year. Yeah, George Kittle, another Super Bowl, Super Bowl team. Yeah. 
he, yeah, and he was their offense. They create matchup problems. So, mm-hmm. like, there is – there's some credence to that, I think. Um, but I think – And be- who was the – like, and here's my point about left tackle. Like, the Chiefs and the Bucks had good offensive linemen, but they didn't have the best left tackle. You don't need the best left tackle. But what they both have, probably two of the top three tight ends in the league. Okay, maybe I just want to re tackles though. What you know, they didn't have the best left tackles though. Yeah, because I don't know who they are. I would hear a lot more about them if they're the well, but best left tackles get no love like individually. Now, the the Buccaneers did have that savvy center, he was a stud. (laughs) The yeah, (laughs) the swagged out center. The swagged out Tristan Wirfs was really good for the, the Bucks. I know he was like a first round draft pick and he was like. Really good at tackle for them this year, but yeah. But I mean, tight ends were making plays at the Super Bowl. I'm ending it as that. Next five years, everyone's gonna want a good tight end. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for this podcast. So we're gonna start wrapping up, fellas. Any closing thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, Vince Young is trash and uh, will never be in my starting lineup. I'm going (laughs) – here's my start-sit cut of the week. Start-sit cut of the week is going to be start Tim Tebow, definitely sitting Joe Burrow, and get out of my locker room, Vince Young. You're a cancer. That is my last word. Have a great week. The least inspiring thing ever. Um, Paul, any closing remarks? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I have two, and I'll make them really fast. One, Ryan Pace, get us a franchise quarter quarterback immediately. No excuses this offseason. I know where you live. Uh, <laughs> second, uh, Chicago White Sox are winning the World Series in 2021. Um, and uh, I'll close out with the NBA sucks. And <laughs> um, Jordan Spieth, please win the Masters. Uh, that being said. Please, if thank you so much for listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We have a TikTok. Check that out. We post funny stuff. Um, We love you. About these trivial things Know what I mean Like all I hear is either Super soft or super mean But I prefer the super soaker route That's in between Like not the winter of more the summer Kick back and enjoy the spring Cause I'm a simple guy Who takes it on himself To leave a simple life I love my wife I love my friends And love the time we get to spend Enjoying all the things That can't get overlooked If life's a sprint So take a second sit Listen to the sounds of preggy voice So filled with joy They might annoy the people That don't LOL or know what for It's serious business to keep a smile on So keep a smile on And come and dance And I'm like, oh my woe You know I'm happy, clap along If you feel like, ooh, ooh, ooh And I'm like, oh my woe If you're not happy, preggy boy Make you feel like, ooh, ooh, ooh You guys sound like outcasts you guys sound like Macklemore. Nah. You ever heard of Nickelback? Nah. Get sold in a record store. Nah. But you must want to make some money. Nah. You can't just sing for free. Nah. You need a manager. Nah. I'll tell you what to look man. Everything we do has been done before. Like kicking the dough, waving the foe, foe. That's big. 
Not literally, it's a metaphor My rhymes are like a pickup game I'm not keeping score I can't go hard for my city That's a fact, bro I'm from the suburbs Now what you know about that? They say I hustle Don't even be alone Who even said I hustle? I drive my mom's car It's serious business to keep a smile on So keep a smile on And come and dance and along like, Oh my woe You know I'm happy Clap along if you feel like Ooh, ooh, ooh And I'm like Oh my woe If you're not happy Craigie boy Make you feel like Ooh, ooh, ooh When the dog bites When the bee sting And I'm feeling And I'm feeling, and I'm feeling and I'm Sad, sad I sit here I sit here So Craigie boy Record and then I don't I so bad, so bad. And I'm like, oh my woe, you know I'm happy, clap along if you feel like ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, oh my woe, if you're not happy, Craigie boy, make you feel like ooh, ooh, ooh. I am your dad. 